Well, here we are back on the mic. It feels like it's been too long. I think I say that every single time. Seth, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Steph. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. Well, we are recording this so intentionally as we do uh, as we roll into summer and we're, you know, here in the midst of summer, I guess you could say it's August and we were asking some great questions that I thought were really worthy of a recorded conversation. And before we dive in, why don't you share with us? How are you feeling about summer? Well, I realize that it's here. And mm-hmm. all of July, I'm like, it's here. Mm-hmm. And then I start asking myself the questions of like, well, what is it that I want to do? And then I'm like, oh, shoot, have I prepared all of the fun adventures that I want to have? Have I landed in, you know, um, what it means to be me in the summer? So all of the questions start coming in um, about mm-hmm. summer. And it's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful time to be here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I will share that something I've loved in past summers has been berry picking. And I went to the strawberry farm to realize that the sun either came too late or too hard. And the strawberries were really small and like already dehydrated. And it made me realize that these plans or these traditions, it's like year over year, every year in June, strawberry picking are changing. And with that change, it makes me think, you know, what, what's different now. And uh, I think in previous summers, I would want to plan a lot. I don't want to miss a weekend. I don't want to waste a weekend. And now I like to water the garden or, you know, only when you can two hours once a week um, or, or play in the garden. I have a different relationship with planning fewer things and leaving some space to, to be um, that feels like a whole new world. And yet I also understand with children, you've planned summer six months ago. <laughs> they know what camps they're going to kids are on a program. So you're in between worlds of what is planning and what is being. Yeah. That's so well put. <laughs> And yes, about the strawberries, right? Holy smokes. It's such a good question. What's different now? Mm-hmm. And what you think that you can plan on may have changed. Yes. Well, we're also in a place where fires are real. And so, you know, while planning things for the month of August, I'm so mindful with like this asterisk of let's do these things so long as there isn't a fire burning there. And that makes me in consideration of a lot of my life choices. Um, What am I doing to perpetuate this or not? I just think, can I drive my car a little bit less? Mm. I I stopped smoking cigarettes 40 years ago, but you know what I mean? No smoking. People are flicking cigarette butts, Seth, and like fires are just setting up a blaze. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the topic of which I'm recently aware of these words around like social change. Yeah. Big time. Right. Which is, which is big. It's so How big. do we want to impact ourselves, our communities, mm-hmm. and then it will have a longer impact on our societies. Yes, absolutely. Planetary health, I think is also how it's being spoken. Yeah. Wow. So important. Yeah. Well, on that note, we wanted to pose the question of 
I mean, I love summer because I love September. Like it feels like January 1st. It feels like back to school. It feels like a freshness. And I feel like there's a lot of questions circulating right now around the, the questions of your life during perhaps it's summer holiday, perhaps it's a summer slowdown. And I'm wondering if you can can help us. What are some questions worthy of consideration from your from your heart, from your vantage point right now, Sess? The first thing that comes to mind around questions is um, the first thing around oftentimes we may not even know that we're asking them. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, this time, whenever it is, especially this time, when you feel relief or when you feel stress, there's Anytime there's typically a question that you're asking yourself and it could be, why am I doing this? Right? So I think the questions that are important right now first is to understand where are you? What is going on for you? And if you don't know, what are you, what is it that you don't want to see? Mm. You know, where, where may you be avoiding? And I was just talking about this with a client around when we're in thinking, we don't sense it's really, you know, I'm drawing a circle with my hand, like from shoulder around my head to the other shoulder, that's thinking. And like you and I talk about, it's really about mind body. Like we are not mind and we are not body. We are one being. And so when we're thinking, we are not sensing what's going on. So we can't even feel what's happening within us and our body holds, you know, holds it all. So if we're avoiding, it could be, I'm thinking of, or I think this, I think that. And once we can realize, oh, I'm avoiding the fact that I might want more time off to live. Mm. And that's huge because it feels like, how is that even possible? Mm -hmm. So anyways, some questions that I know that was maybe a tangent and some questions that, you know, summer questions are, if I had all the time in my mm-hmm. day today, mm-hmm. what would I want to spend each moment? Mm. Yeah. I'm going to let that land because I think that when you come off of something that it will, I'm going to say is so regulated by a calendar, it's so regulated by a notification, perhaps a meeting, a conversation, an interview, like these things are just chalk a block. And then hopefully when you exhale, be it on a weekend, be it perhaps it's some summer holiday time, you say, how do I want to spend each moment? It's not planned. It's not predicated. We don't need to be in any one spot. And how are we going to choose to spend that? And I feel when you speak about mind body, that our nervous systems are so hijacked we don't actually know how to sit in the discomfort of not having a plan. And so it's almost this, to your point of mind-body, how do you take mind-body and deregulate a hijacked nervous system to then get to the root of perhaps it's the discomfort, perhaps it's the quietness of asking the questions. Why am I spending Monday how I'm spending Monday? Am I looking forward to a Monday that's free of work? Am I looking forward to going back to work? And I think you brought up a really great question earlier. And you said lots of people know how to tell you what they don't want in their life or 
you know, I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to be so busy. I don't want this commute or this amount of time spent this way. And your slight reframe is so powerful. And that is, well, how would you like to be spending your time? How would you like to spend your time in, let's say, like this holiday time? What if that was a question before you go on a holiday? How, how do you really want to be spending this time? And then if you were to ask the same question about how do I want to return to work or return to an integration of a lifestyle that's not called summer holidays, that's really powerful. What would you like? What would you like? Mm-hmm. What if I were to ask you that question, Sess? What is something that you think about that you would you would like to be adding into your life? Mm. Well, I think about, you know, we were talking about goals and I'm a goal setter. I it really determines how motivated I feel or if I feel like I'm on track. And so I just kind of realized that I need to start setting little like smaller goals because I have big ones. And if I am not making huge leaps, I can really set myself up for failure, feeling Mm -hmm. like a failure, not failure is great and just like Mm -hmm. not feeling successful. So for me, I really am going to get clear on what are the three goals, personally, business, whatever that is, so that I feel like I can work very clearly towards Mm -hmm. it. And then for me, I also would like to practice contentment right now. Mm -hmm. Um, not wanting more. There's so many things that I could, could use in my life. And I'm like, wow, anytime that comes in big time of like, I should be doing a campsite here. I could do that. It's like, wow, I feel so outwardly of what I could be doing as a mom, as you know, a business professional, as a coach, as a human. And I'm like, wow, that tells me it's time to calm down Mm. and practice like gratitude for what I have and pure contentment. Mm. Beautiful. I want to answer that question as well, because um, in the name of contentment, some one of my micro goals. So inspired by you, I said, what are daily micro goals? And while big goals are fun and it's, it's powerful and inspiring. And, you know, you always hold us to the vision and knowing how goals contribute to a vision. And sometimes there's moment moments for micro goals and micro goals are the small steps, the small tweaks that we can make in, in the daily on the daily toward those big goals. And one of mine, this, this might be the wrong word, but it was called a Swedish death clean. And it's when you clean out your house as if you're going to die. Um, <laughs> that sounds a little bit morbid. Um, yet I think that it's like a spring thing and I love it in the summer. Um, and I also think I love it in the summer because people feel so open to taking something for free at the end of my driveway, dropping things off at a secondhand shop. And I'm like, you know what, if I've made it halfway through the year and it's not in use, it's time for it to go. It needs to be somewhere else. And so I have this practice I'm in right now of like, what needs to leave my house? Um, Mm. And I'm, I'm actually doing it in my little shed in the, in my backyard. And it feels so great to have this like clean and organized shed. Who would have thought? it's, it's joy. And I spoke with someone who was in the practice. I mean, this is a throwback a little bit to financial literacy. And she said, when we 
are able to take control of not control. I think it was about organizing the chaos in our life, in our life, then we're able to make financial decisions from a different place. Mm. And so I think we're saying a little bit of the same thing and it might resonate with people in different ways of just before we go outward, how do we come inward? And that can be inward with things. It can be inward with thoughts and feelings. How are we with self? How are we with quiet time and slowing down? What, what is there? I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. I'm going to ask us another question. We have two more here, two more in this series. And that is for you, what is it time to let go of? And I feel mindful of that as I'm letting go of some things. And those are material things. Yet for you, um, what comes up for you in a summer slowdown, in a summer of contemplation, of contentment? What is it time to let go of, Seth? And how does that contribute to questions of consideration at the lake, if you will. You know, Steph, the the thing that I'm toying with, so it's not clearly articulated, and please know that I did not have time, anyone that's listening, yeah. to write this down beforehand. So this is just coming out like a blast. It's so um, perfect. I feel like this season is time to let go of a lot of the bigger things that I was doing, meaning... Mm different areas of my life that I was being in service, I feel complete with, um, letting go of things that I've been striving for that maybe are now complete. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I complete different areas of my life and go and say, like, I'm complete with that. To get what you were saying, like, I'm cleaning out my clutter in my head. So I'm really looking forward to not having so many as if I had a cell phone on a window, windows open. I'm looking forward to like shutting some of those windows down to just have a couple windows open to get more focused so that by September I come with a lot of clarity and groundedness. Hmm. Magic. So the power of letting go is in essence, creating a space for clarity and groundedness. And if you're listening to this on your summer holiday, the question is just as powerful to take note of like, when you let go of something, you create space for something else. And what is that something else? And it can be a feeling, it can be many new things. As as you shared, you know, people have come to 40 days of yoga and completely transform their lives. And some things come and go during those moments of transformation. And I love 40 days of yoga. And I think the reminder is we have those opportunities every day if we slow down. And perhaps as mercury rises, it's hot, we'll spend some time this summer slowing down, however you define slowing down to be. Yeah. And I think if you were referencing like a 40 days of yoga, which, you know, we've both done and led and been in, it's nice waking up and doing something for 40 days, practicing over and over because that's when something deepens. However, if every day was something different, we wouldn't be getting to it is too much. Then it's like, ah, the, the focus is off and you don't go deep in anything then. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So don't skate over 
the, the lake is not frozen right now. There's no time to skate over the surface. Mm-hmm. It's if you're diving in, you're going for a swim, go, yeah. go deep, go deep. Yeah. Um, the other question I had for you in partnership with letting go is, and you've, you've touched on this a little bit, and I'm curious of what you think of this perhaps for your own life, what you think of this, you're so great at the perspective for others to share around. How do you take this season, this summer season, uh, to consider what you will be harvesting this fall? And I feel mindful of that in in my love and relationship of, of farms and you know, the summer season, it's like make hay while the sun rise, while the sun shines. And I, I get it. Like it's hot and things are popping and lettuces are blowing up and lavender plants are enormous. And it's like, and, and the season will change. We know that it always does. And what will be ready for you in the fall because of the actions, because of who you have been during this season? You know, the Word that pops into my head, so I'll just go with it, is around transformational leadership stuff. And you and I have talked Mm -hmm. so much about it. So I feel like we've been planting this all year. Mm -hmm. I'm reading the leadership challenge and it's like, yes, like I do feel like transformational leadership is something that I want to look deeper into because I do feel like all human beings have the ability to tap into it. Mm. Whether they choose to or not, the every it's possible for every leader. And mm. a leader is a dad, a mom, a pup owner, a entrepreneur. Uh, like, you know, you walk into a business and you want them to greet you. That's leadership. Like, so I feel like by me shutting down some windows or saying no, I'm gonna get clearer on my leadership. And groundedness is leadership, celebration is it truth and honesty. So the more clear and articulate I can get, I feel like that will support and flourish or, you know, what will harvest, what I'm harvesting is like, what is transformational leadership and how can I embody it? Mm. Yes. So I'm going to come back to where you started with us, which was mind body. And in this the season of summer, how are we sensing before we're thinking? Did I get that right? Yeah. Like what is, don't even think that we know sometimes what's happening for us. Right. It's right. how many times do you talk to a friend? And you're like, what's happening? And they're like, I don't know. Or when, you know, we have troubles, challenges, we're like, who can say this is it. And this is what's going, like, it's hard to articulate it sometimes. Yeah. So pulling and- out the right question can be huge. So powerful. And that's just it. It's what is the right question for you during this summer season so that we don't stay on autopilot when we come to September. And when you're listening to this and maybe you share this and you, you have one conversation and then a few more conversations to say, how do I really want to spend my life? How do I want to spend my days? And do I need to make some changes? And you posed the question so beautifully before we hit record. And you said, what's the wildest thing you could propose to make a change? What's so wild? And and what can you create from that, that space? Because chances are what you believe to be wild will actually have an opportunity to change someone else's life. And you will be able to create something incredibly transformational from that place. And... Um, 
I think that the more people you have in your life that can see the wild and can see the possibility and can see a new way of doing things. And I'm going to say things because it could be building a family. It could be running a business. It could be how you show up to work. Those are big questions worth asking this season and in this summer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm. I think so. What feels wild to you right now? I think breaking all social norms is wild. Meaning the world is set up for people, most people in most industries to work all summer. Yeah. And then I hear CEOs saying, I wish I could have the summer off. I'm like, wait, aren't you the decide? Aren't you the one that decides? Like, so I think that choice and um, power and social norms. And if we could just break down and say, well, what if we knew nothing? What if we didn't know? That's mm-hmm. where like innovation is where success can come from doing things yeah. differently. Yeah. And so the wildest thing, I mean, we take August off. That feels pretty wild. We take Fridays off. It, it feels life giving. It, it's kind of like less wild now. It feels like our norm. Right. And that's really yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. And we go, how, how can we thrive within this? Because mm-hmm. then we'll be better leaders. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So what feels wild for me personally, though, is saying no to some things that I've just always assumed I would do. Mm. Right. Or saying no when I feel yeah. like it's the hardest thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Some, some things that I've said yes to. So that feels yeah. really cool. We're in the practice of celebrating a yes from you because we know how expensive and luxurious and thought thoughtful your yeses are now. And that we appreciate that. You know, the most wild thing I want to share is that I was in conversation with a VC who I was very human and he did a background, a backdoor reference check on me and told a mutual friend, I think this Steph Corker person is really wacky. Does she know how to deliver? And it I've kept it. I've kept the screenshot. I kept the quote because the wildest thing I think I can do is continue to be myself and to communicate via email or text or in person, however it is in the most human and, you know, enormous heart centered way I know how. And during this time, I'm really, I'm asking myself, like, if I wasn't scared, what would I do? And it usually comes from a fear of rejection and, or, or not, or, or looking good. Like if I were to ask company A, if they want to acquire company B, like they might say no and think I'm, I'm crazy in some way. Why would I even ask such a question? And now I just go for it. Now I email Mm -hmm. and I say, this might be the wildest email you get today. And if I don't ask who will, do you know this person? And it feels so authentic and so human and and so true. And so my wild commitment is to stay in that place. A hundred no's, a thousand no's later, it's no problem. It it won't rock the enthusiasm I have to be wacky as the East Coast VC likes to label me. Mm -hmm. They're just used to being robots. I'm like, how do you talk to each other so robotically? Can you please add some punctuation? That's what I'd like them to do. Add some punctuation. I mean, I I think, anyways, I think that if we look back at who you are and what you've accomplished in your life, and now we're at nine years of the Corker Collective, oh. and how many Ironmans have you crossed the finish line and won? Like, I I do think that if in business school, 
we're not teaching people to be human, we are doing a disservice. So how can we teach more people to be their wacky selves, even though wacky is really just awake in the world? So, I mean, whether we call it somatic therapy, somatic, like we could call it all these fancy words. It's really just being human at the end of the day, like be a human. (laughs) Yes. I just got goosebumps because my new favorite line is wake up. And may we wake up to what is happening. May we wake up to the summer that is before us. May we sleep when you need to sleep, rest when you need to rest and wake up to this one wild and precious life. And um, this is it. So go forth in August, make plans or don't make plans, but be mindful of who you are and how you navigate this time. And most of all, we hope that you ask yourself some of these important questions. You ask your loved ones some of these important questions. So what you're harvesting in the fall isn't a redundancy of what you were so looking forward to taking a summer vacation from. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, go forth, put on your sunscreen. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, You know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.